0: Hello friends, welcome to Steve Talks Books. Today is Saturday, so that means I'll be reading a short story for hopefully your listening pleasure. This week I'm a little bit nervous, I have to be honest, because this is one of my favorite short stories. It's written by Catherine McCarthy, and it's called Cragen. It's in the collection Mists and Megaliths. And I'm still getting used to this whole reading short story thing. Still learning, so thank you all for uh, coming on the journey with me. But I'm really nervous to read this one because... I don't want to mess it up, just like all the stories I read. And this is a, a flash fiction version uh, that Catherine sent me to read on the podcast, so no pressure, right? So as usual, I will leave all the links down below to purchase the collection or to contact Catherine McCarthy or find all of her other work. So this is Cregan by Catherine McCarthy. The death of the bird was an omen. Idlin's labor had been long and hard. Home at last, and exhausted beyond belief, I flicked the light switch and stepped into the hall. Blood. Everywhere. Pale, cream carpet splattered rust and red rain down the walls. The house was a murder scene. Scattered feathers and in the crib, a headless corpse of a nuthatch. As I whipped off the sheet, something scratched my thumb. On the bare mattress lay an auger shell, pointed tip sharp as a needle. I shoveled up the rigid corpse and wrapped it in a bin liner. Where was its head? Elon would freak if it wasn't found. Beneath our bed, a blank eye stared pitifully. My mobile rang. You home, hun? I swallowed hard. Just got in, I said. Hey, Mark, aren't we the luckiest people on Earth? We are, babe, I said, cursing Casper under my breath. Listen, L, mustache. I'm desperate to pee. It had gone by midnight by the time I finished scrubbing the bloodstains. Fully clothed, I drifted to sleep, only to be awoken in the early hours by the sound of a cat flap. Lily was eight months old when she first encountered the sea. Tiny pink toes flexed and extended in anticipation of the rolling waves. My beautiful daughter, our miracle. She was inquisitive, fearless, and we fretted over her like a pair of adult goshawks. A photograph taken that day sits in the frame decorated by seashells. I love that photo, but I hate the frame. I want to smash the shells to dust. But Elon won't let me. Deep down, she blames me for what happened. By the age of two, Lily wore a halo of golden curls. She loved the beach, and her magic jar filled with cockles and clams, winkles and whelks. She learned to count with those shells, sorted them, drew pictures. Wherever Lily went, a trail of shells followed. She loved Casper, too, but he was killed on her first birthday. A trickle of blood and a broken oyster shell embedded in his front paw. He died because she was jealous. One lunchtime, when she had just turned five, Lily said, "Kragen would like a sandwich, too, Daddy.' She sat there, a strand of ham dangling from her mouth. "'Who's Kragen?" I asked. "'My friend,' she said, pointing towards the vacant chair. "'Imaginary friend.' Elon mouthed. Wherever Lily went, Cragen went too. They'd skip down the street, hand in hand, share an ice cream. Lily even made space for Cragen in bed. The longer it went on, the more concerned I became. When will she grow out of this, Al? I asked. Stop fretting. Lots of girls her age have an imaginary friend, Elon said. Her words put my mind at rest. Until the doll incident. For Lily's seventh birthday, we commissioned a special doll, a replica of Elon as a child. One evening, I discovered Lily curled in a ball, crying the rain. There in her bed was the doll. Ruined. Felted face slashed, woolen stuffing poking through its tufts. Cragen did it, she sobbed. By the age of eleven, Lily had changed from a happy-go-lucky child into a withdrawn and sullen monster. She'd stopped mentioning Cragen, yet I often caught her whispering, and she still kept to one half of the bed. She was constantly on edge. All skinny hips and chiseled cheekbones. Elin planned a shopping trip, but Lily refused to go. I hate shopping, she said. I'd rather stick pins in my eyes. Then she pushed back her chair and left the table. An hour later, Lily reappeared fresh from the shower, damp hair clinging to her shoulders and pale complexion, glowing, ethereal, fragile. She sat on the sofa and huddled close to the arm. I watched Lily pretend to watch TV. Expressionless, hardly blinking. Hey, kiddo, how about we scavenge the beach tomorrow? Okay, she said, hesitantly. Before she went to bed, she planted a kiss, light as a feather, on my forehead. If I concentrate hard, I can still sense her lips. A distant scent of salty brine as she walked away. And on the seat of the sofa, a damp stain and a strand of seaweed. I'll never forget the expression on Lily's face as Elon said goodbye the following morning. I love you, Mum," she said, and I'm sorry. I'll bring you back a present, Elin said. I won't be needing anything, Lily answered. In retrospect, her words should have sounded a warning. After an hour or so of scavenging in rock poles, we were exhausted. She sprawled on beach towels, face to the sun. Hey, kiddo, I said. Want to tell me what's been bothering you? She stiffened. I'm scared, Dad, she said. Scared of what, Lil? A moment's silence, then a whisper. Of her. And the scent of seaweed filled my head. I'll get ice cream, then we can talk, I said. And that was the last time I saw her, almost. The vacant towel, and on the shoreline, two silhouettes, wadding out to sea. They held hands, waist-deep, and the tips of Lily's long curls skimmed the surface of the water, stealing its shimmer. Bright red bathing suit soaked to a bloody stain. Lily! But the winds and waves swallowed my voice. I wadded deeper, screaming her name. Cragan turned and grinned. Strands of seaweed for hair, an exoskeleton of shell where should have been skin, glinting black pebbles for eyes. Cragan opened her mouth and out scuttled a deviled crab, It settled down her scrawny neck, red eyes feasting on my distress. Lily continued to face the sea. As her head disappeared beneath the surface, I screamed her name. Two days later, her body washed ashore. A tangle of seaweed and an oyster shell clutched in her fist. The waves had brought her home and stolen my heart.